This is George Conner of the Chicago Bears. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Billy McCall about the Chicago Bears' recent victory over the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a longer one of our NFL episodes, and I like it because uh, we answer maybe the biggest, most important question of the 2019 NFL season. Which is more confounding, the death of Jeffrey Epstein or the Chicago Bears contract to Mitch Trubisky? So it's a, it's a good episode, it's fun, and uh, it's mostly actually about football. Yeah, it actually is. Before it begins, let me just remind everyone that our 11-year anniversary show is December 26th at the Hungry Brain in Chicago, Illinois. It's the day after Christmas. James Swanberg will be the house band. Tommy McNamara will be the comedian. Esmeralda Leone is the co-host. I will be there. More guests will be added and announced. Go to youmethemeverybody.com for information on that. Without further ado, here's a long one. It's Billy McCall and me about the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, the Baltimore Ravens, and more. You're one of my few friends that are, I would consider, an intellectual that have never stopped watching football. <laughs> what a funny statement. Yeah, I, I, a lot of aspects of my life are seemingly contradictory like that. You know, I, I like punk rock and I like DIY and I like zines, but I also like sports. I also like gambling. You know, I also like some of these other things that don't normally go along with like punk rock culture or whatever. Okay, so you didn't you play high school football? I totally played high school football. I was like second string everything. I was like second string quarterback in junior high. I was like second string wide receiver in high school. Yeah, I was like the short dude that was kind of fast. That was me. So you played from what years to what years? Like when did you stop playing? How old were you? Um, like whenever I graduated high school, so 18. Okay, so you started. You said you played in junior high, so you played like Pop Warner stuff at like 12, 13 years old? Yeah, something like that. Like, We're roughly like, the you same know, flag, age. Flag, flag football when I was like in elementary, and then like junior high, like in high school football, yeah. And, was, I grew up in Iowa, so a small town, so it was, you know, small games, but yeah, I played. Okay, but when we were, we're roughly the same age. When we were playing, CTE didn't exist. Uh, yeah, correct. I mean, it existed, but we didn't know it. Yeah. So how many concussions True. do you think you had from the ages of, say, 10 oh, to 18? Definitely a few. Definitely okay. a few. I, I, like, like, I had a few from, from different – I had a concussion playing basketball, too. But I definitely had concussions. Like, and I didn't play a whole lot of football games. But I'm, I know I had one or two playing games. But in practice, I had a concussion probably every week, honestly. That's I'm, how I'm I sure felt, I had, too. Yeah. I don't remember a time in Pop I, Warner where I didn't feel slightly concussed. Yeah. And and I I definitely, you know, it it wasn't as, you know, it it wasn't as bad as it was before like in the, you know, 60s and 70s or whatever, I'm sure, but you know, when I was playing in the 90s, you know, I definitely still had that era of coach that was like you know, not letting you drink water until practice was over. And like, you know, you're, you're going to run until you puke and stuff like that. <laughs> like I had some really rough practices and you just figure that's what makes you tough. Do you think that made you tough? 
me personally, I was okay with it. Um, it's unhealthy and getting concussions is unhealthy, but I feel fine. I don't, you know, I don't think that I had enough that it had like a long-term effect. It probably affected me in the short term and I didn't realize it. Um, but I think, you know, <laughs> coaches definitely were too tough on kids. I think a lot of times, but for me personally, I, I didn't bother me. Now you went from Iowa Small town Iowa to real city Chicago. So were the, were the Chicago Bears your team growing up? Um, so Iowa doesn't have any pro sports, mm -hmm. so you can kind of pick whoever you want. So um, when I started watching sports, so I was born in 1980. I started watching sports at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Um, the, the Dallas Cowboys were doing, you know, Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. So I was kind of a Cowboys fan just cause they were the team everyone was talking about when I first started watching sort of similar. Like I was a, a Pittsburgh Penguins fan cause Maryland, you won like back to back Stanley cups sure. in the nineties. So, um, but then little by little, I kind of started watching the bears just cause they were closer, okay. but I didn't really become a bears fan until I got to Chicago and then, you know, I lived in Chicago from uh, 2000 to 2010, so I, I became a Bears fan then and still am. Now, the Bears during that time were pretty good. They weren't great. They went to the Super Bowl once in 2006. They got eliminated. They yeah. got defeated by the Colts. They were clear underdogs. I think they made the playoffs like one or two other times. They weren't great. They weren't horrible. They were middle of the road. What drew you to the Bears? Was it just this is the team on TV and I'm living in the city, therefore I will root for the Bears? That's it. Okay. That's it. Totally. Just just because it was all around, but there was certain players. For me, Devin Hester was so exciting sure. to watch. I'm a huge Devin Hester fan. Um, but yeah, and, and Brian Erlacher too, actually. Uh, Brian Erlacher was was during that time, and he was a lot of fun to watch. But mostly just like you know, that's your that's your town. You represent. You know, your Chicago pride. So everyone around you is wearing the colors. You wear the colors, too. And then even after you leave the city, it still sticks with you because it reminds you, like, oh, I miss Chicago. I miss when I lived there. So you've one way gone, to stay connected to the place I used to live. And you've been gone almost as long as you live there at this point. You've been gone nine years. You've been there ten years. Uh, you right. currently live in the city with the most – at least the most exciting football team. You currently live in Baltimore. I just moved, actually. Oh, I lived in I'm Baltimore so for two years. Yeah, I just now? moved. So now I moved back to, and I'm in New Mexico again. Okay, so let's so, go. Yeah, okay, so let's trace this back. It goes Iowa, Chicago, then New Mexico, then Baltimore, then New Mexico? Correct. Okay. I've been all over the place. So once again, you're in a city, you're, it's similar to Iowa. New Mexico doesn't have a team. So right. is the local team the Cardinals, the Chargers? Who's your local team? Well, so, yeah, just like you said, same with Iowa. You can pick whoever you want. So the, 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 college, the two college teams here, that's a big rivalry, and everyone that's from New Mexico follows college football. But as far as pro, it's either Broncos, Cowboys, or sometimes Raiders. Those are the three, but mostly Cowboys fans, actually. So, the, you know, this last week was real exciting for me. <laughs> okay, so you didn't the, – the Cowboys-Bears game, you're clear – you're rooting for the Bears in this game. Is that correct? Definitely, definitely. I definitely – and I don't like the Cowboys anymore. Like, that was, you know, that was for a couple years when I was a kid, you know, during Emmett Smith years. I, I liked the Cowboys, and after that I kind of got, got over it. So I don't, I don't really like the Cowboys anymore. But everyone around me, like, there's a lot of Cowboys fans here. Do you regret leaving Baltimore 
in the midst of a potential Super Bowl winning season? <laughs> you know, you're not the first person to ask me that. It's cool. It's cool because the two years in Baltimore, like I fell in love with the Ravens. I went to a couple games and it was, it was really fun being there. And, uh, everything about Baltimore is great. And while I was living there, the, uh, Capitals down in DC won their Stanley cup. Mm-hmm. And that was so exciting. And I had never cared about the Capitals one way or the other. Um, but it was really fun to watch them win. And now that the Ravens are doing good, it, you know, Bears are still my number one, but the Baltimore Ravens, like, I definitely watch them. And if the Bears are having a bad week, I just watch the Ravens, you know. So how do you – do you just watch whatever's on? Do you have the NFL Sunday ticket? Will you go to a bar to watch a game? Like, you're not a heavy drinker to my knowledge. No, I'm not a heavy drinker, and I'm not, I'm not a heavy sports guy. I'm not a heavy – NFL guy, I when it's on, I watch it. I'm in one uh, fantasy football league, you know. I, I I watch it very casually, so I don't have cable or anything like that. But um, at the end of the day, I'll come home and turn on the internet and I'll you know watch the highlights of different games that that I like. Um, but whatever's on TV, I'll watch what's on TV, you know, just just regular, you know, through the airwaves TV. You have a you're on a fantasy football team. I'm on. I'm in one. Yeah, okay. I'm in one. Who's who? Are, who is in this league with you? Uh, just coworkers of mine. One of one of my friends asked me to do it. I, I did it a couple of years ago, and I I resisted it for a long time because here's here's the problem that I always thought, which I think is a little bit true. The problem with fantasy football is that you end up getting players from all over the place. Mm-hmm. So the good thing about that is that it makes you interested in teams that you're otherwise not interested in. But then the bad thing is that you end up cheering for players instead of teams. And I think that's really weird. I think it's better to cheer for a team because, you know, just, I don't know, I want this player from this team to do good. And like, you don't even care what the score of the game is. I would rather cheer for the teams. But that being said, I tried it and it was actually pretty easy and pretty fun. So I'm in, I'm in the, just one league with some of my coworkers. Who's, uh, who's your starting quarterback? <laughs> this this week I made a, a super good move and I took Drew Brees okay. and he like tore it up this week. So, but previous I you know I switch around. I, I whenever they did the draft I just auto drafted because I didn't care enough to even do my own draft. Yeah, that's how casual I am. But isn't it the whole um, point I've of had doing Tom this? Brady. I've had Nick. Fo- I've had a bunch, but right now I got Drew Brees. Who's your defense? Who's your starting defense? Uh, I have the Browns right now. I'm sorry. So and they're not. They're actually not too bad. Really? It's surprising. Yeah, they're not great, but they're not they're not bad. Uh, I've never. I think I might have played fantasy football one year, and I was I did not do well. Listen, maybe a decade ago. Like I'm not good at this because I don't care that much. Like I I'm watching football for the first time every week in I think eight or nine years. Yeah. And well, that, that and and I and I think of you as definitely a Chicago person, and oh, yeah. I think, you know I'm sure you cheer for the Cubs and the Blackhawks and the Bulls or whatever, but oh, yeah. I don't really think of you as like a sports guy. But similar to me, you kind of have a, a lot of different interests, you know? Well, similar to you, I also played everything. So I have experience with all the majors, all the major sports, and I I really love all of them for very different reasons, but football was the easiest one to dismiss because of the, the blanket racism and sexism and homophobia and domestic abuse and then uh, yeah. the CTE stuff, and and but recently, I feel like the players are better than they were a decade ago when it comes to the racism and the sorry when it comes to the sexism and the homophobia, 
And I feel like the the CTE finally is acknowledged by the players, so everyone that's in the game now knows the risk. Um, unlike yeah. when we were playing, we had no idea. Uh, so you can right. it's it's buyer beware now, which is different. And yeah, for some reason, I feel like because the NFL settled with Kaepernick over the off season, that he actually that Kaepernick actually won. So that yeah. somehow makes it okay for me. But it, I do feel it was, like it was. Please go ahead. It was it was interesting the Kaepernick thing because it definitely it divided the country in a way that I never would have predicted or thought. Like that was really wild. And to me, like the whole Kaepernick thing was like one of the most exciting things that ever happened to the NFL. Like the whole thing was exciting and, and some people hated him. Some people loved him, you know, for, for like a couple months in a row, he had like the number one selling Jersey, you know, and it was just, it was really cool. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's definitely, it, it's interesting because, uh, is it is it the NFL's fault that a lot of the fans are racist and sexist and homophobic? Is it are the players are the you know the teams like there's definitely you know definitely has that reputation, but I, it is getting better for sure. It's it's better than it was a few years ago as far as all that goes. But, but are we you know, are we, lying we, to we, we have those. Is it actually we have those we have those problems in like every aspect of society? You know, like the the punk rock scene has those things too. Just hopefully to a smaller degree, but there's, you know, you always got to be fighting all those things everywhere, you know? How do you rationalize it? When people find out you're a football fan, are they surprised? Some people are for sure. Some people are for sure. It's funny. Like, like someone I used to know, she called me a closet jock one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, when you're at a party, like, or you're at a show, you have to like come out to people and like, admit that you like sports and i'm like yeah i kind of do and i just did a zine recently that um that was all about hockey and and like you know queer people and punk rock people and and women that are like into hockey and in the zine i talked a lot about like you know what's it like to be a woman that likes hockey what's it like to be a trans dude that likes hockey you know because it's i don't know it's it's not something that you would think would go together and almost everyone said the same thing, which was basically like, yeah, sometimes it's awkward and sometimes the fans suck, but the sport itself is just a sport. I love the sport. I love hockey. And so it's sort of like that with me, it's with, with football, you know, like some of the, you know, it's hard for me to go to sports bars sometimes. Sometimes it's fun, but sometimes it's like a little bit much, mm-hmm. but just the game of football I like to watch, you know, it's fun. I don't have a problem I have a problem with the homophobia in every sport I have a problem with the sexism in every sport but for some reason I find it most difficult to be okay with the negative stuff that comes with football maybe because it's the most popular sport maybe because the history of the game isn't so positive maybe because it's the most violent of the majors it's not nearly as violent as boxing but it's still incredibly violent and it's, I'm trying to rationalize this to my wife when I'm watching a game. Like She's like, how could you – essentially, like, how could you do this? Like, you didn't watch for a long time. You know it's bad. Why are you doing this? And I – and I, I, and the, the reason why is because now I have a kid. I want the kid to have every opportunity to discuss whatever he wants, whatever he's interested in. And I don't yeah. want to be that dad that's like – uh, sports ball. No, 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 no. Know the basics of everything. Don't just dismiss everything. 
Like, yeah, that's why I'm watching this. That's why I'm watching basketball. That's why I'm watching hockey. That's why I'm watching baseball. You don't have to be an uber fan. You don't have to love this till you die. Yeah. But I, I want to give him that that opportunity. But am I lying to myself? Is this like me buying a gun and being like, I just he might need to know how to shoot things? Where every part of my being well, is like, I that's mean, bad. There's no reason to do that. That's a that's a whole other you know. There's a lot of conversations you just brought up, like the gun thing. Like I think people that are anti-gun should go shoot a gun once. See, that like, is the thing. You, I I am very very anti-gun. You're pro-gun. Or not anti-gun. I'm not pro-gun. That, that's what's it. I'm not anti-gun and I'm not pro-gun. And I'm anti-gun. I, I think, I'm just okay. anti. <laughs> I'm anti. All guns are bad. Okay. But if I'm saying I, that, how I, am I okay with football? Well, that, I don't know. They're similar conversations, but they're, they're different conversations. Like, like you said that your wife is like, how can you watch this football is bad? Like, what's, what's bad about it? Is it bad that there's a racist owner in the yeah. league? I'm sure there's a few racist owners in the league. Is it bad because it's violent? Yeah. Is it, like, what makes it bad? To me, to me, it's a game. So if there's, like, a racist owner, then who the fuck is it? Let's get, get rid of him. Like, that, to me, that's the answer. To me, the, the game of football is a game. And I love games. You know, if you if you have a problem with it being violent, to me, life is violent. You know, mm, punk rock mosh pits are violent. Car crashes are violent. She's not necessarily the, against the violence. She kind of understands the violence because, like, we – I mean, the shared sport we probably enjoy watching the most is hockey because, like, uh-huh. it's the fastest, it's the most beautiful, and it is the most violent in certain ways. Like, and it's not even so much fights anymore because fights are pretty much gone. It's just, like – Occasionally, you'll see like a an unintentional clip, and that will like knock a guy out, and maybe he'll end his entire yeah. season, if not like career. That shit's scary. But in football, yeah. every play is a car crash, <laughs> even if like, sure. the safest play is the most dangerous thing you'll ever see in a baseball game. That's the difference, you know. And that so it's not yeah. so much the violence part. She's not a fan of the violence. It's definitely the 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 ownership and also the fans, like the disconnect between. The, the race of the people in the stands and the people on the field is becoming massive. It's becoming, like, unimpeachably bad. Like, college football is not as bad, but the NFL, it's like, look who's in that 100 ring of seats. Look who's on the field. These two things do not look alike. Yeah. Um, I don't I – don't, that's something to look at, I guess. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of people of a lot of different races that watch football. Maybe because I'm in New Mexico, like everyone I hang out with out here is Native American or mm-hmm. Hispanic, and everyone out here likes football. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's as big as what you think it is, but maybe it is. I don't know. But e- even if it is, I don't know if that's necessarily a problem. Like you can't force people to like one thing or not like one thing. You know, people like what they like. I don't I'm know. with you. I don't but. think there's like there's like nothing stopping you know people of a certain race from achieving their dreams as an NFL player, and there's nothing stopping people of a certain race from watching football. Just that's how it's kind of gravitated, you know. But I, I think there needs to be a lot more, you know, maybe mutual respect and understanding of those things. But to me, it's not a necessarily a problem. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm ignorant. I I don't think you're ignorant. I, I agree with that sentiment. Uh, clearly, I'm watching the game. Uh, I I don't know if it's gotten better when it comes to the, like the domestic violence. I think it is. I mean, you're coming from Baltimore not that long ago. Ray Rice is still not employed. 
So it's not like, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the Cowboys. Like, those 90s Cowboys, those were a lot of bad dudes on those teams that, like, everyone yeah, was cool sure. with. Like, that's pretty much, it's not gone from the game for sure, but compared to what it was even 10 years ago, it's massive. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, a, I don't know. <laughs> can I can I mention one really quick thing though that's, that I think is really cool that that just kind of brought up in my mind. Um, I have some friends in Chicago that do a, a fantasy football league, but it's a feminist fantasy football league. Ooh, I was like, I was like asking them, I'm like, so like, what does that mean? And they're like, uh, that means you can't draft any jerks. So like, if, he, if if some guy's a date rapist, you know, if some guy's like hit his girlfriend at some point, like you can't draft that person. I'm like, how do you decide? And she's like, we all vote. We all vote. Like, is this person okay? This person was charged with this but not convicted. Is this person up for draft? And we vote on it. And we I don't love draft that. any jerks. I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I want to be in that fantasy draft. football league. I, I know, me too. I'm like, can I get on this? She's like, it's full. So you should do that on your own. I'm like, oh, that's really... I should do that in my own, you know? <laughs> I'm convinced that a struggling organization should just pick up the social justice mantle. Like, the, the next year, the Cincinnati Bengals could be like, fuck it. Every single one of our players, th- there's no domestic abuse. There's no sexual assault. Uh, that would be great. That would be amazing. We're donating, like, 1% of all proceeds for every game to, like, the ACLU. Like, that kind of shit. Like, we're the woke That team. would be Fuck amazing. It. We're doubling down. I don't care if we're going to be 1-15 in 15 again. We're going to do some good in the world. <laughs> they would have a losing record, but then, like, double their, like, jersey sales or so. something. <laughs> I feel like there's a giant market for just, like, the only thing our team is for is not employing people with mm-hmm. domestic abuse on their record. Now, that being yeah. said... In 2019, I think Michael Vick is an amazing human being, and that's not a joke. Like, what he's done for animal welfare since what he's gone through and since what he's done, he has more than paid his debt and is doing super good for the the world, to me. I am. um, So I don't know anything about recent, uh, you know, happenings. So and it sounds like you do. I'm a big animal rights person. I'm a mm-hmm. vegan. So Michael Vick's on my shit list. But so my my only question to you right now is, has Michael Vick actually changed in his heart and he feels bad, or is he just doing all this stuff to look good? I think he changed his heart because Tony Dungy essentially like mentored him into being a good human being. And really, he went to yeah, he went to fucking jail for something and. Uh, it's, well, I know he went to jail. That doesn't mean he feels bad. It just means he feels bad that he got caught. And it's a weird thing when people do the right thing for the wrong reason. Like, is Walmart recycling because they want to save the world, or are they recycling because it just looks good for them to recycle? Either way, you're happy that they're recycling, I guess, right? Agreed. So, I don't know. If Michael Vick's giving money to charities and doing good stuff, I'm happy about that. But I'm just curious if he actually, you know, feels bad about how he treated animals. Because he was not, he deserved to go to jail, you know what I mean? As of 2014, he has been an animal rights activist. In 2014, he supported the Animal Fights uh, Spectator Prohibition Act, which made it illegal to attend organized animal fight. He also met with Pennsylvania lawmakers in 2015 to support the Pets and Cars Bill, which allows officers to rescue pets in unsafe temperatures. Wow. Okay, so he, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look, look him up. I'm going to give him a second chance. And the reason Everyone deserves a, a second chance, right? As of today is because there's now a petition to have him moved, uh, removed from the Pro Bowl honorees. Because uh, and, and it looks like, because he's going to be one of four Legends captains at the Pro Bowl this year. 
And uh, yeah. according to a change.org petition, as of today, there's already 435,000 signatures against him from uh, being wow. part of this. So I understand why people are pro-animal rights. Totally get it. But this is one of those things where, like, I think he's done more good than harm, a net positive. And he was set up to be an example and was probably persecuted and prosecuted more harshly because of his stature. I view him the same way as Martha Stewart. I don't think I don't think they deserved to be in jail for nearly as long as they did, and uh, they were just held up as uh, examples. And it's not necessarily yeah. fair. And the difference is Michael Vick's done well, a lot of good since then. Well, and then and then it gets into a whole that gets into a whole different discussion of of the you know prison industrial complex. Like Michael Vick was in for two years, and Jeffrey Epstein did like twelve months, kind of or whatever. <laughs> Are like, you a fucking Epstein truther? I'm not an Epstein anything, but uh, yeah, you are. It's, it's a it's a weird thing, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing. Well, because. When you go back to when he was arrested before, like he didn't get punished the way he should have got punished back then. He was pulling strings and and bribing people and calling in favors, you know, ten years ago or whatever. That's how. And it then works. he mysteriously dies. Of, uh, like his his death is super mysterious, dude. What's you, more you mysterious? Not think so? What's more mysterious, Epstein's death or the Bears extending Trubisky a, con- a contract before the season began? Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, should we argue which is more mysterious, or should we argue which has like more importance in the world? Because well, it depends know, on where you live. The, the the Epstein thing is like that's like you know the biggest story of the century, and that's Trubisky is just like have Trubisky on your fantasy team, buddy. <laughs> There's a reason I don't have him on my fantasy team. <laughs> it's you know, this this past week, I, I I liked watching him play, and I have a lot of hope. And I and he's super talented, but his talents just haven't translated over into the NFL the way he you know he, he's not pulling the numbers like he did in college. And the only thing that sucks, like it's not bad that we have him, but the only thing that's embarrassing is like the Bears went through so many hoops to get him. Like they just they put everything out there. They're like, we're going to do this, we're going to trade this, we'll give you that. Like we have to make sure to get him. And then you get him, and you're like, well, he's a pretty good quarterback. I don't know if it was worth all that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Do you follow college sports at all? No. Every time I watch a college game, it's good. But, you know, they turn over every four years. And I never went to a college, like, that had a sports team. Like, I went to a bunch of different colleges, but none none was sports teams, so... You know, I don't have any affiliation for that. So when it's on, I watch it, but I don't. I don't follow. I think because of that, and I think because of the most successful teams, I'm kind of anti-draft. I think the draft matters so much in basketball because one rookie could change an entire league. I mean, Derrick Rose going first for the Bulls changed the Bulls' trajectory for five years. LeBron going to the it, Cavs totally changed everything for the Cavs. That being said, yeah. I don't you, know, think it, you think that's true in basketball? You don't think it's true in football? Exactly. Here's why. The Patriots. The Patriots have won the most Super Bowls in, our, in the modern era with not – I mean, they care about the draft, but, like, it's not that important to them. It's, it's more about figuring out how to use people at their position. So is that just better management, better, better management. GM, better coach? Exactly. And here's what I think of every time the Trubisky stuff with the draft that I, I think about. What did the Bears do when they were trying to get in Trubisky and all that? They got rid of Robbie Gold. 
They didn't want to pay Robbie Gold. And by not paying Robbie Gold, they didn't advance last year in the playoffs. And by not advancing last year in the playoffs, they have a coach getting in his own head and making stupid decisions. And then we lost a bunch of games earlier in the season because his head wasn't on right and our kicker's not as good as Robbie Gold. And what's Robbie Gold doing now? He's with the best team in the NFC, kicking for the San Francisco 49ers, and he's probably going to win a Super Bowl, and he sh- still should have been a bear. We were focused on the draft instead of paying the kicker what he was doing. <laughs> but, do you, but do you think Robbie Gold is why the 49ers are going to win a Super Bowl? Yes, I do. I think Robbie Gold's good. I think he. I think he's not as good as he was a few years ago. I, I like him. He's on the. He's on the decline. Do you think that the 49ers would have won yesterday's game against uh, your starting quarterback Drew Brees and the Orleans Saints if it was any other kicker? <laughs> Seriously, if if it was the Bears um, kicker, would they have won that game? Not with the Bears kicker. Okay. No. Therefore, but, Robbie Gold won. That so game. I think Gold is. Yeah. All right. Fair. That's fair. Now, That's fair. Do you think Robbie Gold double doinks it in the playoffs last year? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, I like. I always like. I always liked Robbie Gold. I and and I was sad when he left. Robbie um, Gold. I don't know. It's, is amazing, and Robbie Gold is the most underappreciated Chicago Bear in our lifetime. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, I love that big bold statement. I don't think it's bold That's at like, all. Not, I don't think it's bold at all because Urlacher is appreciated. Lance Briggs is appreciated. Sure. I think Hester's sure. appreciated. Forte's appreciated. Yeah. Who else is there? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's such, a, that's such a great statement because it's, it's hard to refute because you have to um, determine how, you know, how rated or overrated or underrated everyone is and then also, like, how good they are and if they deserve. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think, Rob, you don't think Robbie Gold is appreciated? No, they didn't want to give him that contract. He wanted to be a bear. He wanted to stay a Chicago bear. Yeah. And the Bears fucked up, and that's and now we have a coach that says "bu" on his playbook, and he's going in his. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Matt Nagy has <laughs> on his play sheet. It says like "bu." I'm going to send this to you. Okay. It's uh, it's offensively bad. It's one of those okay. things where I'll it look looks like it. here. I'm pinging this over to you right now. Okay. I'll... Let me let me look. I have no idea what you're talking about, but that's okay. Whenever I think of the Chicago Bears and I think of the coach, I think of this image, and I think that they will never be successful. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant BU like like the letters, like no. Boise University or something. No, BU, B-E space okay. Y-O-U, BU. Right. That's and, and not you don't good. like that. That's not good. <laughs> You shouldn't be. You should be Bill Belichick. You should figure out the right <laughs> murderers you need on your team to win the game. <laughs> well, maybe being part of a good coach is like finding the right players and then letting them be themselves. Okay. Like as long as we get the right players, they can be themselves and it's going to work. You know who the right player is? Who? Robbie Gold. Yeah, I don't know. I got no opinion on the BU. And I, I honestly, I really have no opinion on Matt Nagy. He doesn't excite me. Matt like, Nagy, I think, is the reason why the Chicago Bears will have a 500 record at best this year. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's uh, it's incredibly disappointing that he's the coach, and uh, I don't think there's any coming back from him. I don't think Trubisky's the problem. 
Clearly the defense isn't the problem. Special teams is very good this year. It's Matt Nagy. I, I always love a good defense, and, and part, of the, part, of that's, uh, part of that's why I love the Bears. You know, the Bears always had a good defense. And, I lo- like, it's funny because we went through so much trouble for Trubisky, and it's like, yeah, he's all right. But we also went through so much trouble for Khalil Mack, and that, that gamble has paid off huge. Like, I love Khalil Mack. He's probably my favorite player on the Bears. I love Khalil Mack. Have you ever had the thought that I've had during games, which is, how about we just give him the ball back and let the defense keep playing? thought that this week so they trubisky had like that uh that uh interception like on the zero yard line mm-hmm. right and then i was like now we have a good chance of a safety yeah, so exactly. you know we would have had a good chance at three points but now we got a good chance of two points you know it's it's okay I, i'll take it I, it wasn't that big of a turnover to me <laughs> there was a khalil max sack later in the game and it should have been a sack with a fumble uh, and possibly a run back, but it was called just a sack, and the Bears were doing so well after the play, Khalil Mack just shrugged, like, okay, fine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the thing about it, you yeah. played offense. I played offense as a kid, but the Bears have never really been an offensive team. No. They, they, they have their moments, and they have their players. You know, they have, you know, they're they're more known for the defense, which I like. I, I love a, a good defense. Why? Um, it's just it's just fun to watch. I don't know. It's it's. I think you I think you you expect the team's offense to do well, like no matter what teams you're talking about. And when the defense can stop them, it seems harder to stop them. And when you see a team consistently get those stops, get those sacks, like it's just exciting. You know, a long pass play or a long run play is really exciting. But to me, a, like a, a sack or a strip fumble, you know, like that's mm-hmm. that's just as exciting for me. So you're not as excited as the Lamar Jackson Ravens as you are the um, the Khalil Mack Bears. Um, no, I'm very excited about the Ravens and and Lamar Jackson. He's the most exciting quarterback in the league. You know, I, 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 there's no way to deny that. I don't think he's just fun to watch. No matter who you are, he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But I don't think yeah, Cleo Max fun to watch too. <laughs> he's the most. Cleo, how about this? Cleo Max the most exciting defensive player to watch, and Lamar Jackson's the most exciting offensive player to watch. I don't think you're wrong. That, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, I think it is too. So I'm happy that they're my number one and number two teams. <laughs> Who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? Because one of those two teams is likely to make it. Um, well, I, <laughs> are you saying the Bears are likely to make it? <laughs> is that what he said? No. I would love to see the Ravens. Ravens I'd love to see the Ravens. I don't know, Niners? Yeah, I like that. East Coast, West Coast? Yeah. You know, two good teams? I, I, I think that's a... a good chance of that and I think that would be a really great game to watch Ravens are fun man Ravens beat the Patriots Ravens beat the Niners oh Ravens you know they, yeah, no they, one's no one's saying the Ravens aren't fun to watch they're the yeah the thing the, the story that I love the most about the Ravens is the RG3 stuff oh <laughs> I, I you know is he on the Ravens I forget sometimes <laughs> he's the backup and there's a really I know decent, it's hilarious there's a decent Washington Post feature, I think it's two Sundays ago, about 
how RG3 is really helpful for the season because in practice he's playing the role of every other opposing quarterback. So if they're playing the Seahawks, like he's got to have the, the offense like Russell Wilson. He's able to adapt. He's going to do the Jimmy G 49ers defense. Really? Offense, yeah. So like he's essentially, he's like the stand-in, but he's also the role player of every other quarterback. And because he's played in a, for a relatively long time at this point, he's able to do that in practice. It's a pretty fascinating feature. That's really interesting. It's, it's funny because on a lot of teams, I feel like he could still be a starting quarterback. I don't know. He, he was fun to watch, too. And then actually he's, you know, similar to Lamar Jackson, just, you know, being able to scramble around, make plays or whatever, and injuries caught up to him, which is always the fear when you have these exciting players, when you have a Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson, you're always worried that, like, one bad tackle is going to end it, you know. But that's what makes it exciting, too. You're 100% so. right. You know what one bad tackle is not going to end the career of because it's pretty much against the rules? What's that? The kicker, specifically... Robbie Gold. <laughs> Dude, start a petition. Maybe we can get him back. I, no, I'm, we I'm can't. with you, man. He, I, he, I, he was I at just, that Bears just, playoff <laughs> game, by the way. He was at the Bears Eagles game during, at the double joint. Robbie Gold was at the game. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, That's funny. I don't know. I I I like playing devil's advocate with you, but uh, you know, I like Robbie Gold. I was sad when he left. I I still like him. The Bears are yeah. technically not out of contention, but unless something crazy happens, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. What do you hope yeah. happens it, for the Chicago Bears for the rest of the season? Do you want them to lose the next three games to have a better draft position, or do you want no, them? No, no, no. You want them no. to stay I don't, in I, contention. I don't as long ever. As I don't ever lay down. And I don't. I don't throw games. I don't want. I don't cheer for. No, I want them to win every single game. Okay. I want them to win every single game. They won four out of the last five. The second half of their season is better than the first half of the season. Oh, yeah. I want them to keep going. Who cares about the draft? Keep the momentum going for next year. You know what I mean? And, and maybe and maybe make the playoffs. If they lose in the first round of the playoffs, that'd be great. That's, that'd be fine. Oh, I'd, yeah, I'd for love sure. to see them get, get into the playoffs. I'll be happy. Is there any chance <laughs> that the Bears are able to keep Khalil Mack? I think they have to. I think I think I think they have to keep I think they have to keep him. I just said he's my favorite player. He's everyone's favorite player. <laughs> so do you just pay right? him as much as possible? Yes. Whatever he asks, just give it to him. Just give him a sack, let him sell him a number. Yeah, I think you're you right. know? That'd be nice. Like how many how how many bench warmers do we have? We you know, get rid of get rid of whoever you have to get rid of. Get rid of the coach. Let him coach himself. He Khalil Max the team, man. He's the only like he's the only reason that they do anything. If you want to feel even better about being Khalil Mack's fan, uh, if you just Google Khalil Mack, the top story, NFL star Khalil Mack pays off 300 holiday layaway accounts at a Walmart in his hometown. I mean, what a dude. look at that. That's awesome. What a dude. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I remember when we when we first got him, because how much, like, you know, like $100 million or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And I remember, like, the first game that I watched him play, and he just, like, tore through, and, like, he was – destroying the line. He was sacking the quarterback. And you can just tell he plays as hard as he can on every play. So, like, not only is he super talented, but he plays hard. And I think sometimes, you know, that's – that's. I, I feel like sometimes Trubisky kind of slows down. You know, he could have got the first down. Now, this, this past week he did get some first downs, and he did get a touchdown, which is great. But, like, Jay Cutler, when we had Jay Cutler, like, he kind of, like, half-asses it sometimes. And, like, that's what I hate. Khalil Mack, like, not only is he talented, I feel like he's just 110% on every single play, and, like, that's what I love. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I think you build a team. You stick with Khalil Mack indefinitely. It just makes a lot of sense. I'm yeah. not saying anything people haven't already thought before. It's just yeah. it's nice to be like, oh, this guy just paid off all of those. He's like his secret Santa foundation. He's the best. Good for him. That's great. <laughs> so he's got, we got four more years with Khalil Mack. That'll be good. All right, so this isn't over. Right. All right, that's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the most? Uh, what's the one thing you've learned this year in fantasy football? Um, that fantasy football sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a team name? It's, it's funny. Um, so, so my my name is Billy, but my real name is William. So, like, my team name is the Will to Win. You suck. That's <laughs> yeah, horrible. I know it's the worst. That's horrible. Here's my. Here's, here's my fantasy football sucks, though. I, I like, a couple weeks ago, I went against uh, this coworker, and she's, like, one of the best, and she has, like, a really good record. And somehow my players did some crazy stuff, and I ended up beating her by a few points. Then the very next week, and, and this is before I had Drew Brees. I, had, I can't remember who had Drew Brees. Somebody else had him. So then the very next week, uh, the Eagles were going against the Dolphins. So I'm like, oh, I'll start Nick Foles, you know, Eagles quarterback against the Dolphins. This will, he'll give me, he got minus three points. Eagles had a terrible day. I ended up getting like no points. I ended up losing to like one of the worst people in the league. <laughs> and then this, and then this past week I was playing someone that had like a way better record than me. And I won like every week. Like, I don't know. There's people obviously that do it full time and it's like a job to them and they make money on it. But I'm not one of those people. So for me, I'm just like, playing whoever I think is a good player and like it's just a total like roll of the dice like I'll lose you know against bad players and win against good players it makes no sense so don't you you work in casinos yeah how is this any different it's not it's not it's no different (laughs) but you feel like you know just like in a casino I give you you have these illusions of choices like you think you're making the move, and then when it works out, you think you're like the fucking smartest person. And when it doesn't work, you just can't figure out how you they went wrong, you know. And it's really just all, you know, luck of the draw. So <laughs> might as well just flip a coin and decide who wins this week in fantasy. Uh, let's go away from football to end this. Uh, do you know any zines about football? Do those exist? Uh, very few. There's no ongoing zines. There's a, um, there's a couple baseball zines. Um, there might be one hockey zine and there's actually a bunch of, but, but football specifically, I know of like one or two, like, you know, one issue of this, but not, not any ongoing zines. That's kind of surprising. I think so too, but then again, maybe not because, as we said, like zine culture and and punk rock counterculture doesn't like always mesh with like mainstream popular sports culture. So there's there's a there's a couple people that like both, but maybe not a lot. So I don't know. You want to start one? Not at all. What is? (laughs) (laughs) I both miss doing zines and not at all because I feel like I get I scratch that edge doing these. Yeah. So I'm good. Also, okay. Yeah, that's the main reason. Cause like I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. I don't want to write about. That being said, I enjoy your newsletter. I need to pay you again for another year of it. Uh, <laughs> the 
I like having the one-on-one -on -one versus the one, and then hopefully there's someone else reading it. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. Totally makes sense. The reason why I'm surprised that there's no football zines is because I thought Kaepernick's impact was going to like go across all everything, which includes zine culture and DIY culture and punk rock culture. To me, Kaepernick seemed like the best hero possible, especially what he's yeah. done since leaving the league. So I'm kind of surprised yeah. that there's not a bunch of like Kaepernick-inspired I am a former athlete zines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen his name mentioned in a couple of zines, but I haven't seen, you know, but they were definitely talking more about the social justice stuff than, you know, they weren't talking about football. They were uh, talking about some player who took a knee during the national anthem. Sure. You know, which is which is great, which is fine. But, the, yeah, I don't know any zines that are, like, you know, talking about who they think is going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> What's the most recent zine you've read that you are in love with? Um... That's a really great question. Um, there's a zine uh, that I started reading. There's three issues of it. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think it's Paruretic. Okay. Um, Could you spell a it? Person with per yes, P-A-R-U-R-E-T-I-C. Um, so that's a reference to a condition called, uh, called paresis, okay. which if someone has that, it's basically like extreme pee shy, like to not use public restrooms. Oh, guess, like, okay. Yeah. I guess like, like 3% of the population or something has this Interesting. and I've never heard of it until this zine. And this zine's like a really good example of what a zine should be. Like I'm getting to know what it's like to be someone that's not me. You know what I mean? So this person talks about like, you know, if I take a road trip, you know, I, I have to find weird places to go to the bathroom. Like if I'm dating someone at some point, I either have to break up or I have to tell them that I can never use the bathroom in front of them. You know, you know, and all these like crazy stories about like, if I take a flight, I have to like, you know, if I'm traveling somewhere, I can't drink any water for the hours leading up because I'm not going to be able to pee on the plane. So it's like a really interesting zine. <laughs> That's a really great recommendation. Thank you. And you also gave the yeah. best summation of what a good zine does. Yeah. Yeah. Like I never would have known about this condition, let alone knowing what it's like to live with this condition until I've read these three issues. So that's, that's probably the top of my list right now. Do you think you're an outlier when it comes to zines? Uh, what do you mean? Uh... You played sports in high school, and you're a straight white dude for all intents and purposes. I'm not saying you like <laughs> that you can't be other things. It's just like in 2019, right. do you feel like an outlier? Because when I met you, it was like probably 2000. Yeah. Has it? Has the? Um, or has the? Yeah, or maybe. Is, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I mean maybe. I don't know. I just it's it's funny because. Um, you know, I have different sets of friends. Like my work friends are kind of my sports friends and they don't really know about, you know, they don't know that I'm in bands and they don't know that I write zines. And so like, if I mention anything about my personal life, they think that's like weird, you know, like, Oh, you're a vegan. That's weird. I don't know any vegans. But then when I'm hanging with my punk rock friends, they're like, Oh, like you like football. That's kind of weird. So like, <laughs> like I, I, I feel, I always feel like a little bit of an outcast. You know, but I just try to find, you know, people that accept me for what I am or whatever. You know what I mean? So you feel like you're kind of code switching the entire time? 
that I'm what? Code switching. Depending on the crowd you're with, you're slightly oh, yeah. different presentation of self. Yeah, totally. Like like we were saying earlier, how I have uh, I go by different names. Like I have my actual name and I have my pen name. But also like you know, in in when I'm at work, I go by William. When I'm with my friends, I go by Billy. Like yeah. so, yeah, I'm I'm definitely switching modes all the time, and I don't think there's anything bad or wrong with it. It's a little weird sometimes and there's and then there's certain people you know my partner alicia like she knows all the sides of me you know and there's certain people that i'm really that i've known for years that know every aspect of me or whatever but yeah otherwise you know i'm into sports when i'm hanging out with sports people and into music when i'm hanging with my punk rock friends or whatever and find people that like my interests even if they don't like all of my interests do you think that'll ever change do you think that by the time you're say 60 everyone will just be like yeah, you like what you like. I want to know about all of it. Or do you think it's always going to be like this? I think it's always going to be like this, but I'm hoping that you've seen something that makes you think that it's going to be different. Um, I think it's I think it's better all the time. Good. I think you know. Obviously, you're always, you know people are always going to group up, you know, in in based on things that they have in common. Oh sure. You know that 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 makes sense. Um, the goal is that you can completely immerse yourself into one culture without judging the other cultures like that's the goal and i think that's getting better you know i think that's I why think, i'm watching I think football actually yeah yeah because i think i pushed against it for so long even though it was probably the easiest group for me to join yeah then now i'm like you know what fuck it i'm gonna wa- i'm gonna i'm going in i'm in i'm watching every week i don't care I mean, like I care, but like I can't let it. I can't let certain things stop me anymore. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You have to, you have to examine why you're avoiding certain groups or why you're, you know, why it, it's, it's funny how um, people can say like, oh, you know, people that like football, they're such jerks. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm sick of these jocks, whatever. Or, or with, uh, you know, businessman, like, oh, fuck that guy in his suit. All these Wall Street jerks, whatever, and like what you're actually doing is you're judging a whole group of people now. Yeah, that's so kind of how I felt. obviously within, yeah, within the, within the world of football, there's a lot of like homophobic jerks that watch football, but there's also a lot of like queer trans lesbians that are super cool that watch football too. Like you just got to find people that you like that you get along with and share interests with, you know, it's just a little difficult so, when like sometimes, thankfully the bears don't have any of these problems to my knowledge. Like, there's no like garbage humans on the bears to my knowledge. And that's nice. Like, yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to have that layer of deniability. <laughs> We're like, yeah. Watching the Cubs in 2016 with Araldus Chapman was like, not a great fun thing to do or watching the Cubs now. Yeah. Madison Russell is not a fun thing to do. I hear you. Well, yeah, I hear you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> on that positive note, <laughs> Thank you for doing this, Billy. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, offering. It's been fun talking with you. We should we should talk more often, whether for podcasts or just for fun. I only talk to people on podcasts. Everything else is just uh, very uh, short emails. Oh, well, maybe next year when we start a new season, we'll have another one. <laughs>